the TZR Podcast, episode 67. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by the devilishly handsome Justin Chow. That's me! Um, <laughs> everyone's favorite badass, Liz Lyser. Badass. And returning to the podcast is the always dapper Alex Shock. Hello, Justin. Thank you. Hello. I don't know why I said thank you. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on episode 67 of this week's podcast. Thank As you, you know, you can download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or any podcasting service across the web. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can reach us at podcast at com, or you could subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash review, where you can find video clips of this TZR podcast every single day of the week leading up to the next podcast. Maybe you're watching us on there now, in which case... Thanks for hanging out. You should subscribe. <laughs> Justin. Yes. Do you want to tell our listeners about this week's sponsor? Today's episode of the TZR podcast is brought to you by audibletrial.com. You can sign up for your free Audible trial today at audibletrial.com slash TZR. Nailed it. Got it. Absolutely nailed it. The 30-day trial. First 30 trial. 30-day free trial, and if you uh, sign up for a free trial, just a free trial, you're actually supporting the podcast, uh, all of us here, and also you're getting an amazing service, which is all of your books, in case you either don't know how to read or don't want to read, in my case it's both, uh, for all these amazing books, any book that you can ever think of, maybe your textbooks, I'm not actually sure about textbooks, but reminder, that is audibletrial.com slash TZR. That was excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It was so natural. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get started on this week's gaming news and content, I would like to know what everybody's playing. Alex, since you haven't been on the podcast in a little while, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Um, let's see. I've been playing a lot of For Honor. Yeah. Uh, I was in the closed beta. I was in the open beta. <laughs> and it came out yesterday, and I haven't jumped on, but... I have been playing a lot of that game, and it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Chow in particular, you would really like this game. Well, when I played it at uh, when I played, it was either Pax Prime or E three, one of those two. Pax but, Prime, yeah, I think it was Pax Prime. But <clears throat> when I was playing it, it was a blast. The only difficult part was that if you're playing against people who actually know what they're doing, like in any situation, yes, it's yeah. really but gruesome. It is, it is hard. frustrating. <laughs> so you, you played it too? I played the beta this weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, the learning curve is pretty steep. Yeah. Um, and it can be very frustrating. Uh, if you're playing someone that knows what they're doing, like you said. I liked the, the mode where you, like, capture the points and there's, like, a ton of other things going on. So it's not just purely, yeah. like, you against them. Because when it was yeah. purely just me against them, I'm like, I'm going to die. Yeah. It, that's it. And I could, like, suck at this game. But it sort of helped with the learning curve a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that, like, you could sneak up on someone or you and somebody else could take on someone and sort of get. So you could cheat, get, is that? Well, <laughs> so you could get accustomed to the mechanics of it. And so, shut up, Alex. Like <laughs> so, to give me some context, this is very like chivalry esque, so, right? This is eh, it's not really. It, it's a dueling game. That's what I, I yeah. call it. Um, it's if you took chivalry and combined it with Dark Souls. Okay. Like if you've ever played Dark Souls PvP, that's oh, really yeah. what it feels like. This kind of like like moving Circle, in circles, yeah. like and then just like going in and attacking or blocking. Um, knowing how fast to, your attacks are. I was listening yeah. to uh, an an interview with uh, uh I can't remember the name of. Up. It's one of the uh, creators of <laughs> yeah, Honor? one of the creators uh, of Honor. John Ubisoft, <laughs> yeah. Ubisoft, Douglas great Ubisoft, yes, great really and guy. he was talking about how like the whole feel of the game and the reason that he like made it and had this idea was that he wanted this sort of like constant uh, like fear almost and like, like you're constantly like, on your toes the way that you would be like in a real sword fight of like are they gonna attack me? Am I gonna attack them? Yeah, yeah. Block and like watching their every single move. Yep. And as he was describing it, I was like, that's pretty much like that yeah. terror it, is pretty much exactly how I feel when I'm it, playing for. Yeah, when you're, it's a really intense experience. Yeah. When you're like 
locked in the duel. Like you, the the difference though between like a Dark Souls PvP and For Honor, it like you're engaged with the other person and you have you can attack one of three directions and then they can block one of three directions. Yeah, and you can see it's pretty obvious like which direction they're gonna come in. It like gives you a, a tip off, but um, there's a lot of strategy involved in feints and like. You know, side attacks or quick attacks or heavy attacks um, or grabbing or throwing them off edges. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of strategy. If, if you've ever, like, oh, if you ever played a chivalry, like so, yeah, it's a lot like chivalry. <clears throat> directional say, blocking, yes. right? Exactly. I would say that it's Dark Souls with directional blocking, yes, plus more time between attacks. Like when you strike, if you miss the target, it's uh, it's there's like a, a quite a delay enough for the it to be like the, immediately the movement's know, pretty realistic. Taking like, advantage yeah. of chivalry, you're you know, you kind of got the mouse and keyboard, so you're kind of like yeah. strafing and like you know doing that first person whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is very like all your characters' movements are very intentional. They're very realistic and slow, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. I've he- I've heard. Um. I mm-hmm. mean, and what this sounds like to me is sort of like uh the marrying of like third person action and what sounds like a fighting game. Like yeah. Like the yeah. more sort of like strategic, like you know, looking at like you know. Uh, cooldowns and recovery periods and like when when to attack correctly and where your mm. openings are and you know trying to block effectively yeah. and, and stuff, also like... which character you choose to play as yeah. has like a lot and like what weapons you have has a lot to do with who's going to be the faster person and how far can I be away yeah. and like sure. you know the vikings take forever to swing that axe and you can like get in real quick or but if they hit you you're like it, super screwed will, <laughs> each of the factions has its own like classes right i'm pretty there yeah, yeah right now there are uh 12 characters in the game right yeah. three per faction four, four. now four they, per they faction. added another one for the uh, right right the the Viking, Samurai, nine, and, nice, yeah. right? and they each have like a, a heavy attack guy a quick guy yeah. uh, sure. a normal guy okay um no but dude. <laughs> i mean it, it is not it is definitely not a game for everyone like mm. it is frustrating it is like controller breaking frustrating sometimes it's stressful Mm. Um, but when you win and when you like best someone in single combat, like you know how that feels in Dark Souls, like <laughs> you have been weighed. It feels <laughs> you fucking have been awesome. Measured. And like once you nice beat deal. them, and if you hit, the, if you kill them with a uh, a heavy attack, it you can do an execution, which actually those are so satisfying. It's though. both cool but like, useful as well. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, like it's not like Halo's uh, the, Spartan. Like no, th- right? There's yeah, actually assassinations because you like you go back and you cut someone's head off, but once you do that, they cannot be revived, which is a big deal. Uh, and like instead the, of staggering around, uh, uh, no, probably objective based stuff. Like if you're holding a point or something. Actually, even in the two v two modes, it becomes actually an issue. Like if you're just killed with a quick attack, or they don't pull off the execution, mm-hmm. you're just lying on the ground, and you have like sixty seconds to be revived by your your ally. Yeah. Um. And sometimes, and sometimes they can just slip around the other guys and revive you. You're full health. Wow. Like, I didn't like that. Like, that's actually too much. It sounds yeah. a little weird. Like, what do they pull up medieval health packs Holy shit, for you? Yeah, yeah. The four-player <laughs> You packs. stand over them perfectly still, like, perfectly upright, and then they magically pop up. Yeah. Next the, you have the to four, circle. The four-player mode is ridiculous. Like, if you're down, if you're if all of your team dies, and you're the only one left, like, you can go revive each of them if they haven't been thrown off, thrown off an edge yeah. or executed. Yeah, that's super easy. But, but even when you're easy, but you could it, do it. It's so the tide changes so quickly and it doesn't really make sense but when they die what's the what's the uh besides like not being able to be revived like what's the respawn timer like is it There's significant no, enough in these or are modes, you dead dead in the mode that well, liz was talking about yeah. there is a respawn timer it's mm-hmm. like you're just capturing points right but in the right. respawn time is i think it's 12 seconds and then if somebody executes you it's an extra three seconds Mm. but you can wait that 60 seconds if you think somebody 
it's gonna like so if you wait your 15 seconds but five or seconds can, later like, someone respond but you can choose to respond going all the way back or someone can revive you but, uh, and you can start right where you were that's the only mode that that happens in though all the other modes except for the new mode which i think is skirmish uh, all the other modes are just duels, and mm. they're just round-based. Oh, so it's like one life So when you're thing? out, you're out. So mm. it's like, when you start the game, you're always, like, paired up with another an enemy. Mm. Sure. So it's like four individual duels going on. If you lose that duel, and you get executed immediately, you're like, fuck, I, I gotta wait the entire match. Yeah. Right. You know you're not gonna be revived. Wow. Oh. Um, Which is why but, I was not a huge fan of that mode. Yeah, which is why I liked playing the other it is, one. It is a lot of fun. Um, cool. It has its issues, but the fighting mechanics are so good. That yeah. it really kept me coming back you to know, the game. To the point of where you're dead, you're dead. I kind of, in a way, that makes the each like matchmaking, you know, fight much more real because it's like yeah. you don't want to die, and if you're about to die, you'd like better run away instead of just like continue that attacking sometimes, sure. or just like rely on like the respawn sure. back at base. Yep, that's kind of awesome. Well, the, right, but in, I mean, in these modes, there's no respawn at all. So right, like, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of like that facet where you were saying, Liz, that you didn't like that. I could see in like checkpoint that would make more sense. Checkpoint. Yeah, <laughs> uh, capture the flag or capture yeah. the the point. That would make yeah. more sense because you're throwing people at points to try to like take them yeah. over. But uh, when you're doing dueling, that it's kind of no, cool. I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, like the dueling aspect was really what sold the game for me. Yeah, um, I like that mode too. Um, yeah, I'm not like big on like dueling type fighting games, yeah. so it's. I mean, it, I I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I think that you'll it probably what like it. it. It's I, for me, but that's over there, right. and I'm over here. It's a very deep <laughs> combat system. So I've been I've been having a lot of fun with it. I'll probably pick up the full game. Cool. Uh, I'm you know got a couple friends on, so nice. Nice. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So Liz, I guess you were playing some of that too this weekend. Uh yeah, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And uh, Dream Drop Distance because I'm still playing King Hearts 2.8. Okay. Dream Drop. I've heard this one of the lesser of the Kingdom Hearts games. Well, it is a, uh, it is a, it's okay. It's yeah. it's 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 like real weeaboo. I don't know, like <laughs> like it's like Kingdom Hearts for kids. <laughs> like like instead of Heartless, there's like these dreams, and I've never played Dream Drop Distance before, and it was it's very like instead of it's very like worlds there are dreams. You like go into dreams, and then instead of heartless, you have like dream things. Drops. No distance. You drop back and forth between Riku and and um, Sora. So, Sora, so, so, so it's that's like they're sharing dreams. Or something. And then you're in a dream because, like, I mean, you want to go through the whole thing. You're in, I a, mean, dream. You're in a dream I'm because uh, Master Yen Sid, who is okay, so. Who's <laughs> the guy? <laughs> I guess we're just going for it. All right, give it to us. All right, so you know in Fantasia, yeah, the the like wizard that Mickey, Mickey is like the apprentice right. too, and that's why yeah, it's yeah. called the, the apprentice. Hat. The Disney, he's hat. Master Yensid. Oh, yeah, so yes. that's why it's Disney called backward. the apprentice. Like Yensid, like Disney. Disney yeah. Backwards. So yeah. Oh, Yensid Disney. <laughs> Wait, Seer. <laughs> Think about thing. it. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. I mean, I'm I okay with just being the one I, idiot I, I right now. But yeah, I'm very I know a lot about Disney. Here. All right. So, <laughs> I need proof. So he's teaching you how to be uh, a Keyblade Master, and he goes through these trials, and in these trials, you go into dreams, and that's as far as I've gotten. Nice. And the first right. world is Traverse Town. And, and overall, you have you're, to seal you're... A, key, a keyhole at Traverse Town. For okay. You're enjoying it? Is it? Yeah. Same thing as, like... Kingdom Hearts mechanics, or is it like it's the based? It's the like it's it's the mechanics of Birth by Sleep. Okay, okay. So, so it's, it's like one of those more magic focus. Yeah, it's like where you get <laughs> abilities and you can. I haven't been able to make new abilities yet, which you were able to do in Birth by Sleep. Mm. But I don't know if that's because I'm only on the first level. But I mm. feel like 
if you were allowed to do that, you would. So that kind of is annoying because I feel like that was like the most interesting part of Birth yeah. by Sleep. Gotcha. And that new mechanic. You saying yes yeah, if you totally. know at all. Yes, <laughs> no, yeah. I have no idea any of this. Well, okay, Chow, that's what I'm playing. Let's talk about you cool. now, Chow. <laughs> I well, think you and I have been playing the same thing. We have actually. been playing, well, partially. I mean, again, I'm still playing Pokemon, which is actually, and like I said last time, is it, getting better? it is getting better. I am yeah. actually enjoying it. The The story did finally take that, like, heavy bass tone, you know, where it's suddenly like, this is actually, there's actual, like, real story. Did here. you choose the owl? Did you start with the owl? I did. Of course. You have to. What do you mean? I mean, he has a hood <laughs> and he shoots arrows from his wings. He, like, and, like, the string and it, it's dope. It's cool. Anyway, so I'm around level 50 for all my Pokemon. Um, I have made some terrible choices on my team. <laughs> I need to go back and spend time, but I really don't want to go back. Who is your worst Pokemon? Uh, I don't know why I decided. <laughs> I decided to use Clefairy. For it's a weird the, choice. The only yeah. reason why is because okay. they have moon balls, and whenever you go to the Pokemon Gross. Center. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> whenever you go. Okay, hear me Big out. Big old moon balls. Yeah. There are like. And I don't know the exact number, but there are like 20 different Pokeballs you can use now. You there's showed like, me this. There's like heavy balls. There's the heavy balls. balls. There's like... level balls, time balls, quick balls, uh, moon balls, and like the regular ones, Pokemon. Uh, po- balls. Like the regular Pokemon. Right. There's a lot. What I like about this game is when you go to the, and I think they had this in the other games too, but you'd go to the Pokemon Center and the Pokemon Center is like revamped to be like a little little mini mart thing where it's like the Pokemon Center, the stores attached to it on the right. And then there's this really like so you don't have to go cool, to places. right, exactly. And now there's this really cool like little cafe where you can have a drink and spend your money. Have a drink? And they drink? give you Poke Beans. Are you 10? It's a drink of lemonade. The choices are like sometimes milk. Chocolate milk, lemonade, <laughs> some weird tea. I don't know. I'd, there's a point where I'm watching my my Pokemon guy eat a bento box, and I was enjoying that. I don't know why. Anyway, what it's I was saying was, all over again. <laughs> when <laughs> pretty much when you restore your Pokemon's health, you see all the Pokeballs line up, and I like seeing all the different Pokeballs, <laughs> and I like catching Pokemon. <laughs> Hear me out. You have based off of one. their personality, what kind of po- like I look at the Pokeball. <laughs> And I, you're a bug type. You get the dust ball because the dust ball looks like a like a, a home for a Pokemon. I'd catch like a... you with a loser ball. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. This is anyway. serious nerd territory. Yeah. We're I know. Into I'm right just now. I'm just saying the reason why I'm using Clefairy, the why I regret it is because she's not good. You but, do an evolver? No, not yet. Because there's a there's like this meteorite move that I want to learn at like level 15. I think mm. of you meteorite, something like that. Okay. But anyway, so. Uh, now, when I heal all my Pokemon, they're all like different Pokeball colors. Yeah, I got a collection of Pokeballs and Pokemon. Oh my god, it's cool. Anyway, so if we were to talk about Neo, Neo's pretty dope, but I think uh, can you can you grab that real quick? What? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, Pokemon sounds cool. I I still don't think I'm sold enough to like want to want to play it. I don't know, like. The uh, the negativeness that you gave me originally for it, I was just like, oh, I just can't. Like, yeah, I mean, I was pretty lukewarm on like um, I feel like... X and Y. Yeah, you know, like it was just, it was too like See, easy, the... like streamlined. And, that's like, what I was saying last time. Like last time when I was playing uh, when the last podcast we were talking about Pokemon, yeah. it did get easy with the experience share, which is now party based. Like one Pokemon fights, all Pokemon get experience stupid you can turn that off yeah i did he did and uh the other thing now is when you're fighting if you fought that pokemon before it all of your moves are now listed with if it's effective super effective not effective and so literally all i'm doing is like choosing pokemon based off of what moves say super effective yeah and it's really which would be fine if you could turn it off 
It would like, be Like, all fine. this would be fine. Like, it would be fine to make it, you know, more kid-friendly so you weren't constantly having to look shit up. And they, they should have, like, I, a like, veteran you know, mode in Pokemon. I, yeah, like, but, like, bitch, I've been here before. I don't yeah, need this exactly. mode. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't want to have to turn those things off. I'd rather, like, have them have, like, turn be it like, on. Be like, hey, you, you know, want like, this to be easier? Yeah, yes but a kid, no. like, you know how to turn them off. If you're seven, maybe you wouldn't know that that or was like a thing. like, seven-year-olds complaining that it's too difficult? Like, I feel like no. if I, I gave this game to a seven-year-old, he would like that that stuff was on it. I, I also like think that they're, they're, big thing for they're probably not thinking yeah. about that, too. If I, like, if I go back to when I was, like, a kid at the first Pokemon game, I really only liked the game because I liked getting my own team and then comparing it to my friends. Like, I feel like... The whole like battling thing is fun when you want to compare, but like otherwise they're not really concerned about like the soloing of the game or like the story or yeah. anything like that. I mean, we in elementary school when we were playing it, like, I mean, I remember I knew that like the advantages and the disadvantages. Yeah, like, I was, yes, I was saying that last time. Like, okay. no, was before that, there's a ton more now. But see, this is what I'm saying. Like, like, I think I think accessibility. Like I think there there's a ton new. Types. I think people are very concerned about like how accessible oh, yeah. newer games dark. are. So I'm sure that they made decisions like this in order to make Th- them more. Then they accessible. should eliminate yeah. the like the movie theater and like the ice they cream did. shop and like all that. They shit. did. That's all they did. Yeah, there's no more stupid movie theater BS. There's no fashion shows. There's the festival festiva whatever pokemon thing that you can like create pokemon diamonds and there was a fucking fashion show and i'm like yeah yeah that's a thing (laughs) what is this you can get your you can have your pokemon get massages yep to get them you want to treat your pokemon to a nice massage yeah i mean like it's weird because now that my pokemon all like absolutely love me because after every battle i like comb their hair and i like (laughs) pet them under their chins like they enjoy you know and they they show me love Oh, that's the other thing that you can do in kingdom hearts you like have a buddy you have like a little dream buddy, and you pet him, and then he likes you more. What is with the and Japanese? Is, I mean, uh, yeah, Japanese games. It's, are, it's too weird, yeah. man. Like, Fire Emblem had that, and they took that out for the U.S. version because they're like, no, 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 I could sell like, that. No, no I mean, in Japan, they also girls. have cat cafes, so yeah. Anyway, so that's <laughs> so what I'm we're going to talk about a game that's totally inaccessible. Let's talk about Neo for a All second. Right. Let's go like, back on to Neo, because dude, like, I'm I'm totally loving Neo so much right now, like. I feel, I've put a lot of time into it. A lot of it on live stream. You should check us out on twitch.tv slash the zero view. Um, I think Dave's actually on right now. Yeah. Streaming something. He's streaming right now. But uh, no, Neo is awesome. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard of a lot of complaints about its difficulty, which we'll get into a little bit later in the podcast, foreshadowing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing it for probably like 10 to 20 hours at this point and how like, is uh how's the story progressing so far the story's great yeah the story gets so that, that cat that's a clock yeah i, saw, I got to that, that point legit like, yeah. part. so it's hilarious honestly, so alex, that seems like the most tempting just, thing to me like alex you we were on the podcast <laughs> last week but we were talking about this briefly where like one of the the coolest aspects of this game like there's obviously there's this big comparison between it and dark souls um but I don't actually, know what this game is, honestly. It's like Dark Souls. It's like Samurai Dark Souls, but way deeper, way more complex, a lot more like like the guys like okay, lateral. Ne- okay, movement. I'm with you now. Right, ne- I was like Neo. I don't know why I was thinking like N E O. I was talking about Keanu so much. So I was like, in <laughs> Matrix a, uh, is coming out with I was the new like game. Matrix, but I was like, okay, Neo. All yeah. right, I'm with you now. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like one of the coolest elements of it is that all of the aspects of the game are tied to this really interesting and weird and funny super Japanese narrative. Um, that's really awesome. It's got talking cats and all kinds of weird shit going on. Like, uh, it's super fun. But like, I- I'm just really loving the progression curve of it. Mm-hmm. Like when I started playing, I was kind of like, 
like there are so many things to think about like i'm getting a new piece of armor every five seconds like what the heck is going on here you and know the armor like, looks dope the armor looks you so look cool. Super cool but like once you start like there's finding, like blood splatters and yeah like once you start finding like the the trajectory that you want to take like what weapon sets you want and like you start investing heavily into that weapon style and stuff like it's just it's so so cool like yeah one thing that just so Alex, Liz, I'm not sure if you would enjoy this game. I probably would. But I've been playing with a few friends that aren't like huge gamers, and we like trade off the controller whenever we die. Am I not a huge gamer? No, no, no. I'm just saying like those guys who aren't huge gamers are huge into this game. They really like it. So there's a chance that you might like it. You might appreciate it. But uh, Alex, you will love this game. Yeah. Based on the surprised that you're. I'm surprised you're not. Okay. Hold on. So, so there's there's a big caveat to this multiplayer. And you were absolutely right last week. So you cannot co-op the game from start to finish. It is, it is not allowed. You can and only... this is because Tecmo Koei said that the game would be too easy and be completely unbalanced if you played with multiple players at the same time. So you have to beat a stage solo before you're allowed to play it again co-op. So if, you wanted to help, if we wanted to play co-op, one of us would have to beat the stage first. And but... then I can... Or you can join my game. So, but here's the the difference, right? Because when you think of something like Dark Souls, it's like, oh, well, you want to play together and explore and, like, learn this world or whatever. But part of what makes Neo so, like, different and cool is, like, where Dark Souls is one giant open world where everything's sort of connected, Neo is, like, segments, right? And I've, I've, I've refined the, like, since I've seen, like, five of these different areas now, I've refined what this is in my mind. Do you remember in Dark Souls 1, the painted world? Uh, yeah. Okay. Every section of this game is like the painted world, where it's like the painted world is one big area that you're sort of like going through and exploring and like has its bosses and stuff like that. But like it's its own section. So it's like Demon Souls. <laughs> so it's like Demon Souls. Yeah, that exactly is what, what I said, said last time. time. But Demon Souls, Demon Souls is a little bit more stretched out, where it's like there's five bosses in one area and they're all sort of connected in these bigger areas. Oh yeah, these are sort of more segmented and typically. There's only one boss per section. So what you're and saying? And there's a lot of these sections. It's like so Super Mario Brothers World Two, where there's just it's literally just a map, and then you click on a stage, and then you go into that stage, and you fight the boss at yeah. the end of it. Yeah, but All I mean, right. some of them have multiple bosses. Super and Mario stuff, Brothers and like, World, Dark Souls. But the thing is, is it makes three. so much more sense to do that in a narrative-based thing. So it's like there's actually like chunks of story that you're experiencing yeah. as you it's go. It's like um. You know, in Dynasty Wars, let's just continue going on with this. Remember Dynasty Wars where they're like, in between each stage, there's like, and Lu Bu went into Guan Yu's territory and fought. And you know what's funny? They actually reference a lot of uh, characters from that. Maybe it was from Samurai Wars. Cause it was, Probably that because was that's Japanese. Yeah, but. Um, races? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so it's a linear game? I mean, I mean, like we're saying, like you know, it's like okay. open world, but like not. It's like, not open so world. They're, they're, it's not open world. It's, it's level based. based. It's not but open world. But the thing is, you can go and like, like there is a progression to it. Like there is a world one, a world two. But like once you beat world one, it opens up like a bunch of like. So there's like the main mission of a level, and then there's a bunch of submissions that open, which is like experiencing the stage in a different way. Like there might be totally new enemies. Yeah. You might be you starting from a different location or something. Backwards, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I will say that really did get me, which is really, really cool, the di- the the main difference from Dark Souls, at least for me, is like most of the mechanics are pretty much very similar to uh, Dark Souls, except for the, uh, the button mechanics are mm-hmm. different, right? But what's really cool is that, so you know how in Dark Souls you have like 20 Saba different like weapon types? In this game you have maybe six. You have 
Spear, dual sword, sword. Regular sword, dual sword, spear, axe, chain blade. Yeah, chain, chain blade. Um, Hammer. Sick, sickle thing. Hammer is the same thing as the axe, though. So five. <clears throat> yeah, so five. What's cool about it, though, is depending on what stats you pump um, you know, points into will actually increase your, like, familiarity with that, like, weapon, and then you get new, like, techniques. Well, familiarity is its own thing. Right, sorry. Affinity. So, Affinity. so there, yeah. there's, like, I'm, I'm totally... We're getting, like, I think this is really cool, though. So it's, like, a certain weapon type, like, you can progress your, like, ability with a certain weapon. So, like, let's say, like, I started the game, and I'm using regular swords and spears. Like, that's, that's like, the moveset that I chose to, like, expand, right? Right. And, like, in something like Dark Souls, when you start out, you basically have your whole moveset just right off the rip. Like, you have parries and special attacks and whatever. But in this one, you'll have, like, you'll have attacks, like, your normal stuff. But, like, you have to get better with a certain weapon type to learn how to parry. It's very to much learn new combos. To learn, ninja. like... Ninja Gaiden style. It's exactly like Ninja Gaiden. Team Ninja, that's that's literally it, yeah. Yeah, except there's no swallow dive that breaks the game. Swallow dive. I'm so sure, Justin. There's going to be a, a Ninja Gaiden fan listening to this podcast that's like, fuck yeah, Justin, anyway, swallow dive. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get really far into, like, it's kind of like skill trees. That part is really cool. But then there's, uh, like, so in Dark Souls, you never kind of, like, think that you're faster than an enemy. But in this, it's kind of like Ronin Kenshin Samurai XE, where you're, like, you can run into, like, a group of uh, a group of guys. And as long as you're, like, quick and, like, you're fast and you're watching your stamina bar, you can, like, dice them up in seconds. It's yeah. fucking, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Like, the, there's, like, different, like, levels of complexity with the combat. Because, like, there's not just, like, your regular stance. There's, like, high stance and low stance. And then... uh your familiarity with a weapon like an individual blade um affects what kind of combos you can do with it affects the type of damage that you do with that weapon and then like at any time you have two weapon two melee weapons on you and two ranged weapons so you have like a bow and a gun and like all this stuff and really depending on like how you want to engage with the game really sort of like alters your experience so like something that justin and i have found a bit different is like i've sort of approached the game in like a bloodborne mentality where like i am just going in on people like i am just totally in your face right. fucking people up dodging like crazy and then uh and it's funny because like uh who is it like in dahlia or, yeah the or... streamers actually mentioned when i was playing and streaming they're like you play you're like you and justin are like yin and yang like i play <laughs> like i'm walking and then I'll like slowly rip out my swords and then I start charging at people. Yeah. But he's just like, dude, and he just dashes directly into yeah. people and he just keeps going. He's a lot faster than so I am. So you can totally he's change like, like careless. if you feel like blocking. <laughs> like you don't necessarily have to block in the game ever, but like it all sort of like depends on, uh, you know, how yeah. you feel like approaching the game and what weapons you It's basically awesome Dark Souls on crack. That's basically it. There's like all of Dark Souls mechanics times 10. They Plus the weapons, it, it, yeah. I mean, the enemies are, like, not forgiving. The only, I, I would say the only comparison that I would make to Dark Souls is, like, the baseline. Like, just how you fight is the same as Dark Souls, but yeah. the complexity is so much yeah, deeper. it's like, way deeper. There's so much more Such going deep. on. Uh, even from the way you, like, level your character, like, what attributes you, like, feed yourself. Right. Even yeah. beyond just, like, dexterity and strength and stuff. There's also, We're like, like, telling this to you as if it's, like... Alex, you need to play this game. Yeah. I, I, th <laughs> I think you you're do. beyond sold I, on it. I think it, you but... sold me 15 yeah. minutes ago when we started. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. It's a really good game. So we've been having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's pretty it's pretty awesome yeah i'll probably pick it up uh sometime this week yeah i think i have a three-day weekend right uh president's day is coming up oh yeah we is that a thing weekend. i don't think yeah. my job yeah. cares yeah, yeah this, my job the, cares. this is the first time i've had a job that cares about this kind of thing so mm-hmm. um yeah so that'll be nice so maybe i'll have some time there cool uh get that going because i have been very interested in that yeah for sure it's super super fun all right, guys, what do you say we get into a little bit of news? Woo! Are you excited? Because I no, am. I don't want to do it this week. Right. <laughs> Scratch Think every, I'll pass. Everybody go home. Yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, Great we'll job. call it quits. Wrap it up. Actually, Alex, you're going to be the most heated about topic number one. Probably. Topic number one is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm actually it, pretty fucking heated about this. Got an expansion <laughs> so, pack announced for it. Let's just, let's just walk through this real quick. Um, so, Zelda, right. Zelda came out announced two dlc sets right yes one coming out this summer one coming out later what are the details in of this the, pack? in the holidays i'm just gonna go from memory i don't know if i can get this okay exact uh the first I definitely remember it you do okay so set one gives you cave of trials challenge lame lame <laughs> no, they, had that, they had that in other and, Zelda games right yeah. Like Towers games. Shit, what was the other one? It no, was don't say the, 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 the worst one? Don't say the worst one. What's the middle <laughs> one? Um <laughs> the a new feature good. in the map. Oh shit, that's another bad one. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a new, new feature in the map. In the in-game map, there's a new feature, and they won't even tell you what it is. Crazy. Right. So what if it's like you waypoints? <laughs> so all right. what's all right, okay. So all right. and the third thing. Hmm. Oh, is that video not going? Yeah, just hang on for one second. No, no, no. Check the the other guy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh Stay with us here. I don't think so. Shao definitely broke the camera. That's it. I think the... Uh, look behind the camera real quick. Listeners, we are having just a momentary technical difficulty. Oh, man. I am locked and loaded. Oh, you are. I think you are. Fine out. I'm like already getting worked up ready, to but... Just hit uh, record and yeah, we will... I think it's the, uh, the monitor that died. Oh, just the monitor? Hence the flashing light. Yeah. Yeah. I probably just went to sleep. The monitor's dead. It's fine. Uh, is it still recording, though? Yes, it is. Is it? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. These are some things that happen. It'll, can, it'll say we, record on top. And we can cut this out. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I typically don't. I know. But, <laughs> but theoretically, be, this is a special th- circumstance. This would be a nice time where the, both the video is boring and the audio. Yeah. So, Listeners, you know what's awesome? The Switch is coming out in like three weeks. I'm so excited. Out. We're going to be talking about more Switch in a second. But uh, hit the LV behind the camera. Yeah, we'll just... I'm going to write this off. As a... It's going to be just fine. All right. All we right. are in business. All right. Paying attention to time. Okay. So, Alex, what do you say we start with some news? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with some... We just starting over? We're just going to start right, right over. We have some trouble. We're going to start over. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild got an expansion pack announced this week. Yes, it did, Justin. And I feel like you're very <laughs> upset about this. And uh, I don't know. I There's a lot of confusing emotions here because I, I don't feel inherently... Like I, my feelings are not confused at all. Yeah, I, don't... <laughs> I have a strong feeling about this. So, it's not confused. Let's okay. break this down. Uh, they have an expansion pass, which is basically their version of a season pass. Um, broken down into two sets. One's coming out this summer. Okay. One's coming out, I think, closer to the holidays. Or like yeah, they said holidays. Holidays, all right. Yeah. So set one gets you uh, the sweet Cave of Trials challenge. Lame. Which just sounds great. <laughs> I mean, did they describe it, though? No. They did That's not. all they it's said. It's probably very it similar to It was just like a list that, like, of things, and it was like, here's what you're getting. That all other Zelda games? No, not all. 
There's well, been two. Well, in the in the Twilight Princess remake, the little they had like a tower dog room. amiibo unlocked a ca- a cave of trials, and it was literally just like an infinite amount of floors of gradually Monsters. increasing in difficulty enemies. Yeah. It was so just you, dumb. So you, so you get that, that in Skyward Sword too. Uh, you get this in-game map feature. A new feature. Undisclosed. This is... Who knows? Co- this is what they said. This is what they... Yeah, they didn't say what it was. Just uh-huh. said a new feature, feature for the map. And... A t- <laughs> um, oh, wait. No, the t-shirt. And... No. Oh, the oh. I for- no, the get- t-shirt's something else. What were you going to say? What was the last thing? The one? last thing in the first pack, which is the worst offender, is a hard mode. A new hard mode for the, the game. that was in the second pack. Oh, yeah. No, it's in the first pack. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, that's pack one. And in pack two... You get no, I completely forgot. The pack two, you get like <laughs> I think it's you get like DLC. Story. Yeah, okay. you get like DLC content. You get like ex- yeah, expansions or- in game, like new games. There's an original style. really. Yeah. yeah, there's an original things story that you would mode. normally get in a DLC. Just yeah. like extra little episodes. Um, yes, the second one actually sounds okay to me. Um, and if you get the expansion pass, you get these three chests that appear on. <laughs> The Grand Plateau, or the, I forget what it's called, the Great Plateau. Nobody knows what that yeah. is yet. Um, and these chests appear, and two of them have, quote-unquote, useful in-game items, or useful items. Rupees. It's just rupees. And then one of it's them... It's definitely not going to be rupees. One of them... Oh, this better is the best be, part of the whole expansion Yeah. And the, the last thing you get is a t-shirt for the link to wear that has a Switch logo on it. Now, Alex, I know, I know you are particularly <laughs> That's so dumb! No, it gets... Uh, so, uh, all right, it actually gets worse. Um, wow. This is something that we... We actually missed when we talked about it the first time. Okay. Um, it's actually not in Dave's article either, because I don't think so. I don't think he noticed this little tidbit either. The last sentence of the Nintendo um, announcement. Yeah. Content sets cannot be purchased individually. Right. You so have to buy the entire buy. season pass so to get them. All of that shit that we just talked about, you have, have to, to buy it. for twenty dollars. Huh. So I mean, I can't think of any of those individually that i would buy well anyway. I, I think so the idea my... is like if you just wanted the story content like you didn't care about hard mode or, because, or if you fun. just wanted the hard mode because i forgot t- about the story content god damn yeah. it. We, we talked about it and we were like hey you know we can leave the i'll leave the first one i don't need the season pass i'll just i won't get the first set mm-hmm. and i'll pick up the second set uh now you can't do that yeah um yeah. and the whole point of the season pass when it first came out was that you could get the season's worth of content was a at a slightly discounted price yeah, for sure and this is just this is just not doing that this is yeah. just no, like the, you have to buy everything I, if I you want that one so thing so it's basically ah. saying hey you're just gonna pay us now yeah. for shit that's gonna come out not now oh right like, it's basically just you're buying dlc but you don't get all of it yeah for a while um that's, and it's that's just pretty lame actually my i wrote an article on this but it's kind of just like why it's like if you gave me those i probably would just bought them anyway is there yeah. I this feel like true. it's so like <clears throat> that that first whatever pack should just have been in the game. I don't understand why it's extra content. I don't understand why. Maybe so, you play a Zelda. Or so something. so I'm, the trials isn't the content. Why why is the hard mode not in the game? I would agree with that. I would agree with Since that. When did a Zelda but have you, a hard mode? Well, Wind Waker HD had one. Which was basically like you never. It's get honestly, it's not then, a bad idea at all to appeal to people that grew up playing Zelda and now are adults that are playing games like Neo and want a more difficult experience. I know Ocarina you of should just give Masters that to them. You level. should not make them buy it for an extra twenty, for an extra one third of the price of the. It's ridiculous. So, so here's here's the thing. Ridiculous. Like, I, I've been I've been pretty like positive in regards to Nintendo in the last couple of what? months, and I'm I'm very excited for the Switch and stuff. And part of me is not totally pissed off about this. I, I am I, I have particular grievances with the Switch shirt 
Dilly, that's, I don't like, pretty, that's, that's pretty stupid. wall breaking is pretty bad <laughs> that, to me. And yeah. I'm 100% with you with that. If you bought the I DLC on the Wii U, would world. you still get the, the Switch shirt? That's funny. You get a Wii U shirt and nobody shirt. I feel like they would not give you a Wii U shirt. No, so so I think the reason why I'm not totally pissed off about this is because, like, and I might be mistaken right now, so so correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, Nintendo has had a record of providing, in my opinion at least, very high-quality DLC. You know I, what I, know I mean? They did some great stuff with Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 Smash had, oh, was probably the best that. value. Yes, yeah, Smash Bros. 5 bucks for a character? Yeah, I would pay 5 bucks for a character all day. Like, so value-wise, they have a precedence of being like, Okay, we're we're giving you good content for your money, but like when we b- itemize it, like when we break it down, it's kind of like yeah, like it so, seems like at least sixty percent of that content doesn't apply to me as a gamer at all. Right? Yeah. Like it's th- a lot of it's just throwaway. Yeah. And like Liz was saying, like this is a third of the value of the entire game itself. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So and, so that for me yeah. it would just be the story mode. The story mode would yeah. have to be kick ass yeah. like 10 yeah. hours of so content. I, I guess what upsets me. So, so really you get wait, it? no hold on one second. So what I was thinking was depending on when this DLC is going to be coming out, the hard mode might be a way to get people more interested in replaying the game after they've put it down and then that essentially that uh story mode or that extra story content at the end of the rainbow that you're actually going for when you buy the DLC, <laughs> that would uh, get you back into the game too. So now you could play it on hard mode with extra content, right? So if it comes out towards the end of the yeah. year, that might be their like their thought process here, right? Yeah, but maybe you don't well, want to buy the whole thing without yeah. knowing what the story content is. Oh, and yeah, then if you totally buy it that, later, but... like retroactively, you've missed out on all this month. Like, I just you, have a lot of feelings about well, this. But you don't miss out <laughs> on it. You, just you miss out on miss all that time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So my thing is not really. Yeah, right. It feels it feels like they're being a little dishonest with this approach, like calling it an, an expansion pass. It's like their season pass. Yeah. Um, it's I not just, a season pass. Like, a season Nintendo pass implies play... that you can purchase all those things yeah. individually. Nintendo doesn't well, want well, to even like, This is that's how that term is understood, like in the yeah, lexicon. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? They're changing yeah. the scripts so, now. It's. Well, I feel they like... are using clever marketing to try and trick consumers. They're using is, synonyms uh, of the same clever marketing. It's not the same. I just don't think they need to do this. It's like, I feel like they're behind the scenes, like, you know, twiddling their thumb and like, you know, like planning, like, how can we get a little bit more money out of these fans? Because this is the game that they're all going to buy. So we need to milk it for all it's worth. Like, they're good. We're all, we love (laughs) Zelda. We love Nintendo IPs. And like, they don't need to do this shit to get us to spend money. Like, to shove in this one little sentence, to package these things separately as like two content sets, when it's really just one content set over like two periods of time well yeah like i, I think they're just not being up front about it you're gonna find out that like I, I you want to can... talk to your friends on party mode sorry justin you have to use your phone oh by the way that app that's five dollars <laughs> well see here's the thing like I, I from your perspective it's like yeah like i i love nintendo first party games and i want to support them as much as i can and they they had my money on breath of the wild before oh yeah, me Switch too. yeah. Release it. they had it you know what i mean so i i can i totally agree with you when you say yeah this seems like a little bit of a shysty last minute way to grab a couple of dollars because like, and, and this, this for me is like one of the most annoying parts of DLC. Cause like it comes out on the same day that the game is launched. Right. Mm-hmm. So like when you buy the game, you're going to go into a menu and there's going to be like a shadowed out section of the menu that says oh, like man. DLC or a button that says it. And it's going to, and it's going to be empty yeah. and it's going to be yeah. empty until you buy it. And it's like, 
Fuck, seriously? And I feel I feel even worse for the people that shelled out a hundred bucks or a hundred and fifty bucks for the special edition or the master's edition that that this doesn't just come with. Like that's right. just ridiculous yeah. to me. Like I don't know. That map that map edition. What is that map edition? An extra to the map? A new feature for the map. For the map or like the mini map or is it like a UI thing? Who in-game. knows? Could it just in-game be the map, map. of the new content? Map. Yeah. So maybe it could just be like another trash. section maybe of the map. Compass. Bad guys. Maybe it that would suck. Lights <laughs> up when I always get. I, it, no, so you don't sad. know. We don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic only because of the track record that Nintendo has. But part of me is like a little a little annoyed because yeah i mean alex you hit the nail on the head it's like this is a hundred percent a cash grab at the very yeah, last i don't minute. mind them making dlc like it's a departure from what they've done in the past sure but like right, we've to all do... bought dlc for things for, in the past well, like for a zelda not, we're not against especially i mean really the, the closest thing to like dlc that we got for yeah. a zelda game was the the twilight princess amiibo for twilight princess hd yeah. i mean that it's it's just a way that they're doing it it's like they don't know how like in love with this series we are yeah like they could just, just like they could just, it. They, yeah, they could just offer to us like just get out of the way, like just make a Zelda game and like just let it do its thing. I, I think the most destructive part about what what this will do is like the Nintendo hardcore, and I'm sure some of us included are gonna buy this when it comes out, and then Nintendo is gonna go to their quarterly meeting after the Switch launch and be like, oh look at this extra yeah. like trillion billion yeah. dollars that we just gained off of this DLC purchase. Guess we're gonna do that for every game that we have out now. Prepare, Seems... prepare yourself, prepare yourself for Mario Odyssey because yeah, I, but I guarantee f- it's gonna pull the same bullshit. You That's only what get I one, mean. I feel like it's eyes. that it's that much <laughs> it's that much worse because like now that it's been done, now that the precedent is set. I know that's it. No, that's how what, every single yeah, I, like every other game. Uh, on the Switch every other game. Their, their investors are going like to go to that board meeting and say, "Hey, well, we made an extra million dollars off of uh, off of that DLC. I know you're you got this Mario game coming out. You got this Splatoon game coming out. Why don't you just uh, why don't you just do it? You oh, know, Splatoon will definitely well, Splatoon have some has DLCs. Micro- Splatoon didn't have any DLC on the game. Well, now that's what I mean. Yeah. Speaking launch day, launch day DLC is pretty. Yeah, just I, I totally agree because it's basically saying, "Hey, we've got this content done, but you can't have it. Yeah, right? it's ready. Yeah, yeah. But if they'd given it like if six months after it came out, they're like, "Hey, we got a new story mode. Do you want it?" They're like, "Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I don't want a new hard mode of the game. You should have just given that to me in the first place. But mm-hmm. yeah, that new story that sounds like fun. Well, I will. I mean, again, if I if I'm putting on my positivity cap, like the the plus side to something like this for me would be like. The, the fact that the DLCs are split up over time, like, after I beat Zelda, I'm sure I'm going to be in so many other games, and when this new story content comes out, like, later in the year, th- I think that'll be at least a cool opportunity to, like, re-invite myself to that world, like, after presumably a bunch of time has but, been sent. But you're not inviting there. yourself... They're forcibly inviting you because you already spent the money. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's you have true. to come they back. If you don't, like, it will have wasted I, I, your money. I was yeah. going to say, I need to like, that's assume the thing. this value. I'm totally cool what, with having DLC game, down the road. What game is coming out that has free DLC coming out? And is that, Most is that Mass Effect that is. Andromeda? I thought there was some game. Mass Effect Andromeda said we're not having a season pass. Right. They're just going to have a lot of packs. <laughs> <laughs> season passes are kind of on a decline. And it's kind of like a bad word to say these days. It's like up there yeah. with microtransactions. Like no, season passes. I, I would yeah. totally agree. I feel like it's it's what's happening to them is sort of like what we saw with the online pass yeah. back in 2010 or whatever. Right. Do you guys remember the online pass? Uh, Sorry. I was about to say something else. No, that, that was when uh, like EA... EA was the main company that I remember doing it, but yes, when they sold games, 
Right. When you bought them new, it would come with a code that would allow you to play online. And if you bought the game used, you would have to pay ten dollars to get the online pass. Oh yeah, that was I, bullshit. that was a long time ago. Yeah, I think Dead Space Two was yeah. the most familiar so, example of that. So I, I, sorry. Oh, go. Uh, I just feel like season passes are kind of like on the decline. Like they had their heyday, and now people are kind of like sour on them. See, I'm wondering and, if that was sorry. Go on. So, <laughs> last last part of that point. So I'm and now it's like <laughs> Nintendo is like bringing back from the dead. They're just still this, like one no, step behind. No, but they're so they're bringing back the season pass, which is already pretty bad. Yeah. But they, then they make it worse. You know, yeah. like they took like the worst parts of it. Well, I mean, it's no, like I mean, the online there, feature, right? It's like, hey, we have online. We've got and, lobbies and and, and no you're gonna get free game chat. every month. Yeah. But don't try to play that Hope game after that charged. month. Right? We're taking the game away from you after we're a taking month because you're after just a month. renting it from us. Yeah. Now go buy do it. A, does anybody else do this? No, we're innovative. <laughs> it's changing. Right. Yeah. Innovative. Yeah. I kind of feel yeah. like season. They just Bass, do though. it all and do it once, like two stars once, once yeah. step back. Hey, Liz, I feel like. Oh. Are we? It's your turn. I was about to segue hard, but yeah. All right, go, segue, go segue. No, I was okay. I was just about to say I think season pass got a bad rap because during the a micro a microtransaction hate train, they came up with the idea behind season pass to. I feel to kind of combat the microtransactions oh, and like rebrand it, but sure. it was too soon. It started <laughs> and it just got consumed by the vortex well, that was microtransactions. Season, they started out okay, but I feel like the value of them went down and down and down. And then you like people were really upset and about people the just Fallout. Started, yeah, the Fallout DLC, like yeah, Fallout Four. They they shit the bed on that one yeah. big time. And then like the Battlefront stuff and like the, the season pass value just started really They're always going down. Overpri- You're never like. Like the season pass for Arkham Knight was thirty dollars, and it was like three short, like ten minute. Like little episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, thirty dollars is half of what I paid for this game. Yeah. There's no half time. of what I paid for the half of Versus like the like, content in this game is like fifty times what you gave me. But, yeah. but like there's this, I, there's this assumed exclusivity. There's this like, oh, but like you will have content, yes, but know. you'll have special content that some other people won't have, and you'll yeah. be able. But it's to like DLC it. for like Dark Souls it, Three was yeah. fifteen it's a, bucks. And it's that a was Kickstarter. Great. You know, like you're giving them money before it comes out, and there's no incentive for them to make it like good. Really. I mean, that, that's really the thing, and that's kind of like the crime with like pre-ordering and stuff. And I know I literally just posted a video on YouTube.com/slash/zero-review about <laughs> pre-orders, <laughs> but like in in most scenarios, like pre-orders or season passes is like a very damaging thing in the industry because it's yeah. it's it's putting a vote of confidence into something you literally know nothing about yeah you know what i mean so like yeah but how uh, often do well you i mean you know a little stuff? bit about it oh, game of trials switch lots of switch stuff check out my video on youtube.com slash like hard heard mode heard mighty number nine what mighty number nine. Oh jesus christ <laughs> all right let's anyway uh, i'm ready, yeah. ready. what's the next topic okay you know what's gonna be the next topic liz actually <laughs> you uh you're gonna have to take the reins on this one because i only have dates but you got to give us the breakdown Okay. Okay. So staying, uh, staying in the same ballpark as welcome back, Justin. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. What's going on? This episode. (laughs) Uh, bring back to a different Switch title that I personally am like peaking on excitement for. Uh, but Splatoon Two is having a. They're bringing back the global test fire, and there's going to be a demo of Splatoon Two released in late March. On the tw- on the Switch on the Nintendo Switch the on the twenty fourth yes the global test fire will be nice. going between the twenty fourth and the twenty sixth at like random hours of the day which is really fucking weird Dude, it's I, happening I remember... uh, there's six one hour sessions hmm. at I think it's either twelve it's either like twelve noon eight p.m. and I think there's one at three p.m. Mm-hmm. hopefully for like everybody across the world to yeah. like 
Did hopefully it... one of those times of you'll see your schedule. I remember two yeah. years ago when uh, Splatoon originally was coming out and they had the same thing going on yeah. and Justin and I were trying to like stream it and people would be on our stream waiting for us to do the, the test fire because it was like people are like really excited for this one hour of play yeah, totally and, and it's it very and specific it. that it's like no, 3 p.m it. to 359 yeah it does not go to four <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you guys play in the wii u uh global test fire for splatoon uh, i played at your house i yeah. was there you were there oh yeah you yeah. totally were there i guys i love splatoon yeah. i'm so I excited what you get here i i liked it when uh i mean when we did that test fire like i had a good time with it yeah. i didn't end up buying it um because we didn't wii think it was going to be like a good idea to play on a wii the fucking tablet and move and it, it around did, i mean the game did okay right like i mean it wasn't like um, it, it did phenomenally it did? well yeah. it almost had a one-to-one ratio for like wii u consoles in the market oh wow like wow. it sold ridiculously well we were the only outliers <laughs> Alex, well, see, this is the weirdest thing it sold so well but like for me personally like i you know none of you guys had it like i had one other friend who had it and we played a couple of times and it was great like it's such a good game like this is justin saying please buy the but kids I, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna get i want to get i want to get the second one i so i will play so yeah, i will also yeah. get the second one yeah i'm really excited for it so we were talking about this a little bit before yeah like this is not a sequel <laughs> well hang on no. i want you to express your feelings because i've had a perspective shift no, on but, exactly I mean, this topic yeah, but I mean, you explained your perspective. I I like your perspective. So yeah, you, just, wait, hold on. you told me that it was a new. Sorry. Okay. Alex, go. For it. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is not like a straight up sequel. Like it's it's sort of like a traditional uh, sequel. It's not a traditional sequel. It's like a, a kind of a revamp of the Wii U version with like uh, like added characters, weapons, and uh, like few and levels. Attacks. Yeah, and levels. Yeah. Alex, let me ask you a question. Sure. And, and I'm just putting you on the spot because, like, you teed it up. Let's do it. <laughs> Can you tell me the difference between modern uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3? Absolutely not. Okay. If you were to guess what the difference between those games are, what would you tell me? Uh, about a year. <laughs> in those nice. g- games, games in that is, is franchise there, is there a campaign mode in Splatoon? Yeah, a very, um, very brief one, but it's not anything to write It's the tutorial. So... They are so different. no. So okay. So okay. Hold so on, hold on, hold on. The so this is like... it. Is it is an online only game? No. I see. Re- hold on. This is my question. Yeah. Like, is it like? It's, if, it's, is okay, there a ready? campaign it's, that you're it's, getting a new campaign it's 90, for? It's ninety ten. It's ninety ten. There is a campaign that you can play, but it's this mission based weird mode that's not great. It's not. It's not what the game is. The majority of the game so is. Is that going content. to be in the second game? The same. From what I understand, and I don't know if this is for certain, but the one that was in Splatoon 2, that like tutorial trial single player mode, yeah, Splatoon 1 will be in Splatoon 2. So it's just but in Splatoon 2, they have all of the same weapons, but new ones, all of the same levels, but new ones, better graphics, and presumably different things. So even Call of Duty doesn't do that. Like they are different games each time. Maybe because they're made by different like developers each time. Yeah, that's true. But like they like (laughs) while the 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 like experience is similar they are separate games they have different campaigns they have different weapons they take place in different time periods yeah um so i mean i see where you're going with this it's like fundamentally it's like those games hinge on their online multiplayer yeah which are gun combat with weird kill streaks and all this sort of stuff and splatoon also has that but like updated like it's it's everything that what yeah. that splatoon one was yeah and it is that but just updated i just it's weird to me to call that splatoon 2 
I and I totally get that. And, and I, totally I get really that. like what you were saying, like in our in our chat earlier, earlier today. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were saying. Um, why don't you say it? What were you saying earlier? So I was basically saying that like the the concept of Splatoon two is really exciting to me because like I was saying before, I had Splatoon one. I had one other friend to play right. it with, and it. it was a great game. I truly, truly enjoyed my time with it, but I don't think it ever hit that, like, I don't think it hit its apex, at least within my gaming community, right. um, of, like, its potential, right? And now with Splatoon 2, I feel like the adoption rate is going to be huge, so it's sort of reintroducing this game into the into the market, right? In a way that's going to have so much greater saturation. Right. So many more people are going to be introduced to this game and this experience that I think it's going to dramatically shift what the online experience is going to be like, especially from a okay. friend-to-friend standpoint. I mean, we've seen that happen yeah. before. Like, and Rocket can, League is the same thing. Yeah, and I, can, I mean, I can totally respect that. Like, I, I mean, I think that's a good reason to get excited about it. Even a game without friend codes. It's it won't have friend codes. It, it, I mean, it still feels a little disingenuous to me to call it like a sequel. Um, but I mean, but I wait, get if, it being ex, you know excited to like get back into this game you love with potentially you know us on board and you know friends that are a yeah, bigger community. For sure. If you just if, called it Splatoon, if, I feel like no one would know or no one. No marketing, one would care marketing that there wise, was new stuff. Marketing wise, yeah. it's right, like so necessary. Lie. No, but yeah. I mean, there is new stuff in it. Marketing wise, it would be like almost necessary to say Splatoon Two yeah. is going to be like a new experience. I would agree, but with it's that. Yeah. it's not going HD. to be. Like I can understand it like, from a business pers- uh, perspective. It's a revamp, though. It's not a sequel. right. But Splatoon what I'm also 1. saying 5, is like, would that make you feel better? Take like a Kingdom yeah. Hearts turn. I would like it. it, but I mean, it's it's like Kingdom Hearts One Point Five. Like those make sense as stupid as their titles are. Like they're these halfway periods. Like right. It is. This is not a brand new game. Like mm. it is taking the game and adding but, like this see, nice. Wait, top hold on. So on if there were like, for instance, if we were to think about like, I'm just thinking like Smash Brothers and the time in between was giant and you know mechanics and hardware changed significantly during the times between each of those. Right. Right. Minus like Brawl and Four, really. But the the difference to me would be like. Things like, you know, uh, different UI, different mechanics, like slightly different changes to, say, like maybe the actual like combat. Maybe that would push it to the point where it's actually like somewhat of a more traditional true sequel. Right. Yeah. If it's not, if it's literally a sequel, just to me, it's a sequel just has a different core. Well, I mean, how much new content is it? I well, I would agree with what Chow was saying before, where he was saying that it's more of a marketing move, because from a from a content perspective, I think that it's like like 70 percent of what splatoon one was is in splatoon 2 and then this extra 30 percent is right a few new levels a couple new weapons a couple new like ultra attacks and stuff and a totally fresh coat of paint like if you do look at splatoon one and splatoon two side by side it's dramatic how like like splatoon 2 is beautiful like it is a i mean very clear visual upgrade from an hd remake for sure for sure (laughs) it is like (laughs) no but but i totally i totally get that you know Um, but if they changed it where say like you know the sniper rifle shot farther or there's like a slightly different mechanic to say like the uzis or the paintbrush right right? they're adding new mechanics with the the, with the uh, they're adding new weapons which changes up the or whatever right which changes up some of the combat modes and like the one-on-ones but then on top of that if they added like maps where the maps are now much larger would you call that one or two here's what here's the here's the thing even the the maps comment and i'm sorry to cut you off but like the maps comment is an interesting one because like fundamentally and it's hard to explain because splatoon exists in this sort of weird space where it's not like you know when you play something like a modern warfare or a smash or something all the characters and levels are available to you all the time with something like splatoon 
any individual day, like one day that you're playing the game, you have four levels available to you. Mm. Two in one mode, two in another. And then the next day that you play the game. So if you play on Friday, oh, you'll you'll have two levels that day. And then when you play on Saturday, there will be two different levels. And when you play on Sunday, it'll be two different levels. And then when you play on Monday, it'll be the levels from Friday. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it keeps cycling them in a weird way. So part of me is thinking like if they only added like three new stages, you know what I mean? By the oh geez sorry by the way that it like circulates throughout the the week or what have yeah. you it's gonna feel more fresh right because at any given time presumably only one of the levels that's available on any day of the week might be an old level that you played you know what I mean if Titanfall two didn't have a campaign and it was just multiplayer would that feel more so, sequel like yes and here's I'll there tell you why massive changes to if, mechanics if you can take yeah. your first game Splatoon one yeah and you can add and you just add DLC to it, and you get to Splatoon 2, that's not a sequel. But what if they were changing, again, what I was saying, like mechanics with the weapons? What if they changed that? Just slight tweaks to everything. It's not... You, it's like... What if those mechanics are different? There, there are... You, I, that, and he's thinking, the point is, he's trying to make is, what if we pick up Splatoon 2 and the mechanics are different, and we are noticing changes? It's still, like, it's still built on this foundation from the first game. Like yeah. They're literally taking things... And then adding on top of it, mm-hmm. it's not this new core experience. And yeah, that's I didn't what a play is. Like, Titanfall one or two. I mean, right. I mean, ultimately, can... I, th- I think it boils. Down. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think ultimately boils it boils down to it being a marketing decision because if it said Splatoon HD or Splatoon right. one point five or something. I think, and, and I mean, you had yeah. made the I mean, point I think earlier. we were all rightfully, like, wary when they said Splatoon 2 and we heard it was going to be Splatoon 1 with extra features. Yeah. Like, all of us were, including, like, the gaming communities yeah. and population, were all like, I'm, wait. I'm not saying it's not going to be a worthwhile, like, game or it's not going to be fun. But it, like, again, this is just, like, a second thing Nintendo's done in the past, like, yeah. I mean, since I heard about the Switch, like, it it's feels like a little disingenuous. Sixth, I don't it's know. like the do, sixth thing that they've do done in the like past that. three months. Like, they don't have to do that. Yeah. I'm just excited to freeze this moment in time. Yeah. Ep- episode 67 of the TZR podcast when we're talking about Splatoon 2 and I want us to fast forward to whenever the fuck it comes out in April or May or whatever and, we're, see, I didn't and play, we're playing Splatoon 2 I didn't and we get Splatoon to like one. rap about it for a second because dude <laughs> yeah all right I'm excited Splatoon's, for that moment too it's great I won't be able to say whether or not it actually feels like a sequel but I will be able to say whether or not I'm enjoying well, but you yeah, played I'm with right a motion with con- the motion controls I guarantee if you guys spend any any no, amount but, of time with it, you will also play with motion controls. But how's controls. that going to work with the... The gyroscopes yeah. in the Switch controllers. So you can use... But the Pro Controller is what he's asking. I don't no, know but what like, asking. You can't play that on your TV. It. Yeah, you can. In the grip. Because the, the Joy-Cons still have gyros. Right. Yeah. I guarantee you guys will play with motion controls. You have the option to not, but I guarantee you will play with motion controls. Because it... it, it it's Watch, like, Alex it's is like going to not play it and then ruin everything because he's going to be super fucking good at just the regular <laughs> controller. I mean, we'll see. Really we'll angry. see. But, like, after playing extensively in the first one and, and be, like, convinced, I was convinced that I was like, I'm not playing with motion controls. Fuck this. Like, eventually I switched back and I was like, this just makes more sense. It is just a better experience playing with so, motion controls. Sorry, I don't want to prolong this anymore because I know we're going, like, over on this topic. But sure. there, that means there's three different... Uh, which we call axis to move, right? There's like left to right with your left thumb, like looking with your right thumb, and then there's also the gyroscope. The the way that I used it is uh, left stick is walking you around. Yeah. Right stick is looking left and right, and then the gyroscope is like up, down, and like tilting. You know. Oh, okay, I see. 
So it's like, so it's like turning. So it's like yeah. you have yeah. one and a half axis on this. The control and the other right? half yeah. is Because the, if you're obviously. turning like this, that, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, right? you're looking So you're like screen. looking right and like very like fine tuning your aim with the gyro. Okay. It's mm-hmm. nice. I'm excited for Splatoon 2. Global <laughs> test March 24th through the 26th. It's going to be dope. I'm excited. We're all going to yeah. have a switch at that point, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Look forward to that podcast where we all start talking about Splatoon. <laughs> That will yeah. be on the beginning of that podcast. Yeah. We should all just be like here with the video running and we just look <laughs> at our stuff and not talking to each other at all. That'd be hilarious. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I feel like we would be talking. Talking smack. Talking smack. <laughs> it's so cool. I've been freaking out about Splatoon the last few days. I want like shirts and plushies. I'm and excited. I feel like the like low. the look of it is, is something that I'm gonna really get into. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to because you told us, me us basically that we have to try out that gyroscope and it, that it's going to be the way to play. It just works. I'm, I'm like I don't know. I'm kind of excited for like a new. I'm really like, interested. A new, a new way, way to, to interact play? with yeah. A new way to play. Like, a new Nintendo's way to interact tagline. With, yeah. I, a new way to play. I just I, know. Yeah. It is a new way to play. <laughs> I want to know how the joy like how that's going to work like without the sensor like yeah how accurate are those things going to be we'll, see. we'll find out well, no 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 <laughs> Splatoon two didn't use the sensor they did not it was just no, I mean, Splatoon uh, one just the gyroscope yeah. in the thing okay yeah. we have one Flex. topic before our trigger topic of the week <laughs> so w- the last major thing that happened in the news this week maybe not the last major thing but the last thing that we'll be discussing on this podcast is that. The Electronic Entertainment Expo opened oh, its yeah. doors oh, right, to yeah. the public. Otherwise known as E3. Opened its doors to the public. Uh, 15,000 tickets. I think there might actually still be some available. No I way. I know all the early but birds. The early bird gone. ones are sold out. but the... No, no, no. When we were, there was only 15,000 available. By the time we were in line, we were like there numbers 9,000, like 11,000. And that was not more than 30 seconds in. <laughs> there's no way that wasn't sold out. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Um, but I thought, they, you, weren't, I thought they weren't selling the other tickets until later. Because I went to the E3 site. It said early birds sold out, but it didn't say the other ones were sold out. I thought oh. they weren't what do you guys later think point. of it, though? Like, how, No, I got that, your... too. 30 yeah. seconds in. <laughs> it already said, like, the early bird $150 yeah. things were. So I think it's just Justin and I that have been to E3 right. before. Yeah. yeah. And, like, last year, I mean, last year was 56,000 people attended E3 during that weekend. Or that week, actually, because I think it was on Tuesday to Thursday. And I think this mm-hmm. year is the same thing. Yeah. Um, typically, the first three days are reserved for press conferences for Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, the big guys, right? EA. So would it be a good Bethesda. show for like a consumer to walk around in? So, so the, actually, excellent question, Alex, <laughs> because there was a true gaming topic that sort of leads us to this that says Wait, from, doing... from GameMaker14 that says, is E3 worth going to as a public attendee? How is the show floor? Let me tell you, yeah, last year's like last year's show for uh, shows show floor. So I did like a vlog on this per day as I was there, and it was fantastic. It was like any other convention, but like times ten because all the stuff. Sorry, but I, all of the booths were like decked out to like the nines. It was ridiculous. I get. Yeah, I'm, I'm compared I'm, to like packs. I sort of have mixed feelings about this. So like. Um, we've gone to five, six different gaming conferences at this point in our lives. Different ones? Yeah. Sure. We've been to a lot of them. And Uh like, so I I was going to to E3 back in 2009. Shit, way back when. But, um, E3 is a fantastic conference, but I think tonally, tonally it has a different feel. Like, the, the significance placed on something like E3 feels more grand, right? Yes. But the actual show floor, and this is just my opinion, again, I'm talking 2009, 10, 11, 
11 was the one. 11, I, I think, with was you. the last. Was it? Yeah. So of those three years, like the show floor is good. I would say it's good. It is not as good as PAX West. And and I've I've had a lot of love. That's because it's not as condensed with as many games. Okay. Well, well. Right? So so here's the biggest difference, right? It also and, has and, two giant expo halls, so it's not just one and room. And this is exactly why I have this sort of this sort of mixed relationship with it now, and why I think this year is probably going to be different. Because in years past, um, it had I feel like it has less content, right? Okay. Like there's still massive booths and stuff, but there's just like. If we're talking between that and PAX West, PAX West is like three floors jam-packed full of games and crazy shit going on. And I think E3 has like 75% of the content that like something like PAX West has, but it's spread out more. And it's way easier to walk in and get to stuff and see stuff and whatever. But that's coming from the perspective of going as press. Right. This year, I think, might be drastically different because they opened the door to the public. I think they might be jamming those halls with way more stuff. I'm I'm very fearful uh, fearful for public attendees as far as lines are concerned because, like, that's always a huge issue at this, convention stuff. Like, I mean, this was a big topic on, like, I mean, on online forums and on, like, Reddit. Um, there was a big post about this. And people kind of – a lot of people had the same perspective as you where um, they're kind of poo-pooing it a little bit. Like, it's a, it's a great – it's great the first time you go. Um, I've never been. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't really offer that kind of perspective. But um, they say it's great the first time you go. But it, it might it doesn't stack up to, like, a PAX West. Like, where if you really want to play games and you don't want to wait on, like, lines for everything, yeah. um, you go to PAX West. So, I don't know. I mean, it might be worth it. It still might be worth it, though. I mean, this is why I feel like there's this weird, like, tonal difference between it now. Because, like, PAX West is so community-based. It right. is all about gamers and their individual experiences with games and, like... Well, you can't say that E3 isn't. Well, E3, at least in the I years mean, E3 that, is also I, focused around, like, not even around, the like, really the press necessarily, but it's also around, like, the sales. It's, like, well, big the, guys like Toys R Us well, and Walmart exactly what I'm saying. will go like, down there to and, say and, we're going to buy... That's why my whole like that's why my whole perspective is is fucked up now because like, you know, E3 at least in my experience in the past is a business oriented event. Like the people that are there are developers, press, yep, retail, and that's it. Like th- I mean, like that's yeah. who's there, you but know here, what I mean? Like so like each person that you interact with, like they're fans of gaming because it's their jobs, you know right. what I'm saying? They're not fans because they're just fans, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's there for a purpose. So I feel like at least from the media side, like I I kind of am I feel for some of our media brethren at other companies and stuff because like I mean, just by the nature of having more people in the public there and this tonal shift in the convention, like it's going to make doing Me- your job media's harder. jobs harder yeah, yeah i don't totally. think so Unless they draw more like attention to the conference and like more things so, show up for them to poten- cover. potentially I, I'm, what i'm know. thinking is if last year we had fifty six thousand some odd people when i was there the roads i mean not the roads the paths were pretty packed certain like main paths were really packed right sure but getting to my appointments not difficult well, actually, when I got to my appointments, we weren't even in the booth. We were actually out. We would make it to another place to play the game separately. But think from the perspective of just a straight-up attendee. Like... Oh, for an attendee, it'd probably be... Well, I mean, also think of it this way, too. While you're there with two different expos, right? As an attendee, you're only competing with, like, 15,000 other people versus, like, packs where 
everything is open to up to upwards of like 60,000 people. That's true. But they're also going to be competing with the press and the industry and, and the, but people, I don't think and the retails that are that could there. Be, that could be. That's also 50,000 some other people. That's including press and other industry builders, right? Who, who but frankly again, will be taking priority. And I'm not trying to say this as, as like a, you know, but again, they're not, towards, uh, they're not, they're not walking the, they're not walking the floor and interviewing these guys. They have scheduled appointments and they're there for reasons well that's true but i'm saying those those developers are going to have their time taken up by press and retail and all this other Maybe. stuff potentially like could be just th- these PR are just, people these are just some of the fears that i have for it you know what i mean like yeah i mean i'm trying to i i, I totally understand i mean we're jumping from like what 50 to sixty-five thousand some odd people at the convention it was packed last time and there was times entire days where i forgot to drink water and my my body was like physically I mean, hurting i mean part of me even thinks like oh, but sorry. But what I'm saying is the optimistic side is saying that ESA will have it covered. Like maybe they'll have like a separate section just for press, right? Maybe they're maybe they're planning on separating a portion or partitioning one of the expo halls to be just for attendees. Yeah, but they already tried that once, didn't they? And it did not work out well. Well in normal like in the in the they had a whole like they had a whole section just for attendees. And it was like super packed and it was a they had the they had that E E three live thing. Yeah, Yeah, that was that was separate. Um well, they, the they, didn't have, they didn't have that under control. If you went to that, if you <laughs> well, went to that, well, that's I mean, not You know, even on the two expo floors, there's like, like thirty to forty percent of that convention isn't even accessible to the public in general. I mean, like, like sixty percent of the conferences walk up, but like that other forty percent is like, like in the meeting rooms above. And yeah, like above different parts above floors that like rooms. the public does not have access to. Like, you need appointments to get like to get into these literal like second floors of like expo uh yeah. what you call it like there's some rooms that what press weren't even av- uh, available to go into because that's say, where you're meeting like the, the ceos in, of toys r us even the back in like small conference rooms like where you go for like when you're meeting some of like the indies or the smaller devs like all of that stuff is totally closed off yeah so like just the show floor is like i mean if we're looking at it from the grand perspective it just seems like less i don't know like it's it's a it's a weird thing to think about so like kind of to put it all together like if you were a consumer you had the uh the opportunity to go like there was a ticket for you and you had 250 dollars that you were going to spend on this you ticket. would enjoy is it worth it to go yes. i think you'd still have fun i think yeah. you would, I went, you'd still have fun because it feels so serious. justin and i went uh as essentially like attendees uh back in 2011 i can't and, remember what our title was but yeah. i mean well i know i paid 600 bucks for that ticket and <laughs> i will tell you that experience was quite literally life i mean look we're Look where we're at right yeah, now. I mean, this that, is that, li- it was life changing. Two thousand eleven. Yeah, we started TZR because of going to E3. There was a very serious talk after E3, which was like That's we belong story. here. And so, like while we were there, not even as press, but we're just walking around the show floor, standing in lines. It was grand. It was great. It was the energy. It was the lights. It was the booths and the 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 detail with everything that they were like throwing out there. The Nintendo yeah. booth alone was rem- miraculous back then too. But, but here's the thing. I mean, and, and again, I'm I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy about it, but it's like like the now because the public has access to this that shifts dramatically. Half the reason why it was so awesome to get into something like uh, E3 back in the day was because it was exclusive. It was because uh, I'm not, we, we weren't, for all intents and purposes, yeah. we I don't were think not the supposed to be there. Me, we, I don't think like, the exclusivity is making but, me feel like yeah. I'm losing out on the experience of E3. I'm actually I'm just, happy I'm that people I'm more concerned that there's just going to be too many people and I, not yeah. places to put them. That's yeah. literally it's my not, only concern. It's not nothing to add an extra yeah. 15,000 people. That's true. I also, yeah, I mean, I'm happy. Like, when I first heard this, I was actually ecstatic that I can 
essentially share this experience that essentially was exclusive just to me before to other people. And that's why I'm like, yeah. if I have a chance that I can get other people tickets, that would have been great. Do we know that's if it's taking true. place in the same in the same venue? Yeah, it's always yeah, LA's it's always, conference. Uh, Javits, Hall. Not Javits, that's New York. Yeah, uh, by the Lakers, it's there. <laughs> it's like, I guess if I if I were just like a consumer, like we're trying to get you know take, we're trying to go this year as well, but yeah. you know if I were just a consumer trying to get a pass, like pack. Pax is awesome. Pax East, Pax West, um, Pax South. Um, yeah, I don't know about Pax South. I yeah. think it's com- I mean, up and coming still. They're cool. They're like a known commodity at this point. Like mm-hmm. they're awesome. But like to go to E three, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. There's that's something like, about it. Just if you've never been. Yeah. See, yeah, I will... for a consumer and for like the public is but just I mean, sort of like maybe this like mysterious thing and this sort of like well lore and like history it, of the gaming take it industry. From my that point never of view, right? To... Where I force justin to make me like tell me how he can get me into e3 2011 because my entire life when i heard about 2011 i mean not 2000 when i heard about e3 i was dying like literally that was a bucket list didn't check you, yeah, out. yeah yeah when the wii came out the wii saw? u Oh, it was the Wii U? Yeah, was, that was 2011. It was the launch of the wow. Wii U. Wow. So I, no, no, when actually, I held that, actually, no, I know it was a big deal it was, it was cool. But I mean, it's a big there deal. A, it's like when like the whole country stops yeah. what they're doing and actually pays attention to video games. Do you know that games. you know in front of the hall? The, the, like, the, the big, like, weird, like, building with the spherical thing. I remember that year distinctly because that was the year Kevin Butler was on the front of it <laughs> oh, with yeah. the PlayStation Move bow and arrow. <laughs> and they thought it was so fucking great. Guess what? It was Kevin not. Butter. Yeah. Kevin Butler. Kevin Butler. I that watch his funny. commercials sometimes. He's again, it's hilarious. I go back oh, there, there on the YouTube. Final Fantasy thirteen huge banners on that building. That was awesome. Yeah, all I'm saying is, from my point of view, 2011, being able to live that like life dream of I think mine. It's on a lot of people's bucket list. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. You know, there, right? There is no, a lot of that experience. Like, hang now, the fuck on for a second, oh. and then <laughs> fast forward six years or five years to 2016 when I went again to E3. Still magical but seeing it from another point of view from press was great right yeah. and this year if i go as press again it might be different i don't know but i will say that both of those times were great like fantastic like i like them more than packs honestly yeah. that's me that's just me we'll keep everybody updated on tzr's uh status with going to e3 this year fingers crossed uh but what do you say we move on to the true gaming topic of the week now true topic gaming of the week i messed that up true gaming topic of the week that was actually yeah, awesome. That's good. But now the you got second time. But now you got to do it again because that wasn't the true gaming topic. We got another one going. All right. That, no, no. So there was two of them. Can I? Can you get into the drive real quick? I gotta read the thing. Mm. My phone died. I'm sorry. True gaming topic of the week. Because Nexus 6P, great phone, but my battery has been rocked lately. Probably because so, I'm playing a lot of Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem yeah. destroys your battery. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh my like, god, it just, kills it. Just in the last week, yeah. my battery is like I'll like be playing a game shit. during loading screens, I'll like look at it, and the battery is just like, you can almost see it. Dude, uh, so I downloaded that. I downloaded it's that great. when I was yeah. in the really, city, really good. and I bought, I buy my I buy my uh, New Jersey Transit tickets on my phone, and I was playing Fire Emblem, and right as the conductor was coming around, I was like, oh yeah, Oh yeah, and I try to turn off the app, and my phone turns off. I'm like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Pay like twenty bucks for that ticket. Like, look, 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 it's there. That yeah. app sucks. I hate that app. Yeah, um, it really. All you does. NJ Transit people out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move on to our true gaming topic of the week. True gaming <laughs> topic of the week. Nice. All right, getting better at that. This week's true gaming topic of the week. Uh, 
So this is talking about one game in particular, but it's a broader topic that I'm sure we can all speak to. So uh, the question or the topic is Neo's difficulty wall problem. It comes from Artemiconius for whatever. Okay, so I'm going to read the comment just so we have some context sure. about this, right? So Artemis, Artemiconius says... Firstly, I freaking love Neo. Well, to be more succinct, I want to love Neo. The big attraction for me uh, is it's similar to the Soulsborne games, but there's a difference that is making me hate the game, and that's the difficulty curve, or more appropriately, the difficulty walls in Neo. When one plays a Souls game, there's a good mix of easier enemies, harder ones throughout the world, and when it comes to a boss, yeah, sure, it's a bit hard, um, but you're but you are able to beat it eventually. This helps the gameplay's vacillimitude. Good use of vocab. Uh, Thesaurus.com. With, <laughs> with, with Neo, though, I feel like there is a weird dissonance between enemies and bosses uh, as you play through a level. Fighting both weak and strong enemies with relative ease, then you get to a boss and it's like, wham, straight into a disappropriate difficulty wall. I've spent hours on certain bosses, and after too long, once you even... Uh, even after you've beaten a boss, you're so strong uh, that the victory is kind of numbed. Uh, therefore, the feeling of satisfaction is stolen from you. Disagree. Leaving you with a lesser sense of accomplishment. It's wonky mechanics, like, uh, yeah. So that's, right, that's so essentially He started it. off with, he loved this game. So he said, I, yeah. I love it, or I want would. to love it, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? It's so like a quick I, I do want to talk about this without getting too, like, in-depth. Because sure. I'm going to play this, so I don't want to, like, sure. really tear into uh, No, no, we won't, I mean, we won't I talk you, about story. You, or, you yeah, have spoilers. a good idea of what you're getting yourself into. I, I do, so. I do. I just wanted to have that as a disclaimer before sure. we, like, really start talking about it. Sure. So, wait, but the question, what's the question again? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were... Right. Right. What's the question? So, the, the his, question, his, the question <laughs> ultimately boils down to... spoil it for him. The question ultimately boils down to, I think, is there something wrong with neo's difficulty is there this difficulty wall when you hit bosses as opposed to the like is the gameplay experience with bosses dramatically more difficult and what sounds like unfun compared to just going through a level and dealing with hard-ish enemies well so but then, didn't you know we were what you're getting into when you got the game uh the the bosses in dark souls were many levels harder than any enemy yeah. that you were fighting i would say as well and, and i totally agree and th and this is where like i've heard many comments about Silence. this specifically specifically about the first boss of of uh neo saying that the first boss is absurdly difficult like unnecessarily difficult for what it is and i frankly totally disagree i think the first boss is a completely manageable experience but it holds you to the same standard that any dark souls or bloodborne boss holds you to which is you need to fucking learn this like you're gonna Probably get fire you're gonna get fucked up yep. for a while and you just need to start learning the reads get better you know what i mean just like pay get attention pay, and i'm not trying to say <laughs> that up. but it's like pay attention up. pay attention to what's going on and start making better decisions you know what i mean like yes i will totally agree that like I think why it feels cheap or why it feels super hard is because there are a lot of one shots in that game where you will get hit once and die. Slight missteps will be incredibly punishing. Like, yeah. Like, like, so. like your, your margin for error is almost non-existent. Like if you fuck up even once. So it takes some cheap shots. It's like DDR. No, I'm just <laughs> no, but, it, but it's like your, your margin for error is just really small where it's like, if you take a hit, 
Like, you either need to use a healing item and be very smart about when you're using a healing item or you will die. Yeah, like, there's a lot of times when I'm at half health and usually in games I wouldn't heal, right? Because you're not in the red. But there are many enemies that can kill you over, like, half health. But I feel like even, that happens in Bloodborne, too. Well, yeah, it, it, it well, it does. Yeah. But I, I think in this one, does it's it? like the, the healing okay. takes a second or whatever. So it's like if you think you're dodging correctly and you get hit by an attack and then you try to like dodge again so you can take a healing item you'll like you dodge take a healing item and then mid animation you'll die because you'll get hit by something else which i think is just fucking par for the course that's what yeah. dark souls and bloodborne and neo just is like that's you know i think i think the reason and i'm going on a rampage right now and i'm sorry <laughs> keep going but i think i think the reason why most people experience this and and even this user specifically said about the first boss right the first boss of this game is what bothers them and i think it's because neo's progression trajectory is vastly different than dark souls whereas dark souls you're sort of always on this steady incline of like difficulty to your ability to handle shit right like how much mm-hmm. enemies are doing to how leveled you are right like it's it's just a constant little curve with neo it's like it's like very baseline at the beginning but then because at the beginning of the game you don't understand the mechanics you don't understand all of the nuances between stances and all of the things that you can be upgrading i literally went five hours into the game and didn't even know that there were three stats that i wasn't paying attention to at all that i could be dumping skill points into like didn't even know they existed so it's like at the beginning of the game i think you're not only competing with like actually hard bosses but you're also competing with just the complexity of the game in general Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like your difficulty is very, very high and you're progressing very slowly. But then as you start moving in the game and understanding the mechanics and exploring a little bit more and looking through all the menus and touching all the buttons, like it starts to ramp up drastically where it's not like you're overpowered for stuff, but to the point where you are just, excuse me, to the point where you are just so much more capable of handling shit. And like that, that disparity between like how hard the boss is and how equipped you are shortens a lot as you continue sorry go ahead <laughs> i have also experienced all of that <laughs> noted <laughs> yeah it, it's there's, there's always going to be people that like you know we had this whole conversation yeah. about dark souls a while ago uh, about whether it you need know, an easy mode yeah. um like is like sometimes games like this and i mean even ninja gaiden when it came out on uh xbox like that was too difficult for a lot of people. That was a hard ass. This game. is just the tutorial yeah. stage. Like, see, yeah. I feel like yeah. I could sympathize with somebody because, like, I'm that somebody that would probably maybe not enjoy it because it's too difficult. But that's why I didn't get it. Yeah. And buyer beware. This game's hard. Yeah, it's like hard I feel like what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I feel like maybe you should know what you're getting. Yeah. Like, he, didn't he know what he was getting? If he bought it because it was going to be Dark Souls. Can't just... review the game because they but can't beat there, it. There is a difference between like. Knowing a game's hard, yeah. I mean, this goes back to like our conversation with Salt and Sanctuary. That's what I was thinking too. It's yeah. like I knew this game was going to be hard, but if it starts to feel cheap, then you start to feel frustrated yeah. at the game rather than your own ability. Yeah. Um, and then that's when the fun starts to leak out of it. Well, I will see, say though, the see, first. Me, oh god. I, I will say that the first boss was difficult. It took me a good like six times to try before i beat him but on the sixth time like you get the moves down and like you're moving with the tide right, like but it the, feels i feel good. like the difference is do you feel like it's... at some point you've learned enough about the mechanics that there's yes. 
that yes. it, it is a switch not like you don't feel like you it's count, cheap you're like oh i just didn't know if you how count, to use this before and they're count, forcing me to use it yeah if you count the boss's like attacks there are only six uh, there's there's only six different mechanics that you have to worry about and, and once you, you learn you that, essentially have to memorize yeah. and know like know okay he moved his arm this way that means i'm dodging left yeah. you know what i mean like that and kind if you of hit stuff. him here the first time that'll be more effective than the second time you have to hit him here yeah but but i think the reason why people are hitting this wall because it's not just this user i've heard this in a multitude of places i mean i yeah. think the most notorious example is polygon literally couldn't review the game because they said it was too hard which is fucking ridiculous yeah. sorry polygon <laughs> but like come on um up, they're also, the people, <laughs> they're up, also the people who showed the uh the live stream of doom right where the guy yeah. didn't know how to do dual, dual you stick. need to get better playtesters just saying but uh, so no but, but my thing is like <laughs> I, I think no, hey. i think the complexity i think I'm the important. complexity and the different ways that you can approach the game do dramatically affect it because like i'm sure the way that i fought that boss is way different than the way that justin fought that boss even before this podcast we were talking about that's some what of our the twitch users said yeah <laughs> i mean we even talked about like early decisions that we played in the game like he's using a weapon set that i literally haven't even touched yet he's using dual swords and i'm using spears i'm using like the main sword like normal spears. swords yeah i'm using the main sword a spear. Okay, remember when I was talking about Pokemon and how I like the Pokeballs being different colors and shit? Yes. I'm using the main sword and dual swords because that shows three swords on my hip. And That's it looks and dope. Look like Roni and Kenshin. You, no. And you look like, uh, yeah. not Roni Kenshin, you yeah. look like uh, Zoro, right? yeah. Zoro from One Piece. Yes. That's what I was yeah. Say. yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a point, too, during that, like, we were talking, like, how differently we play. In the beginning of everyone, like, two out of those six times I died on my boss was because the boss would be walking towards me, and I would walk towards him, and then unsheath both blades, and Yo, he just goes, like, he goes, like, shh. That's <laughs> he stands in his stance, and I, I have to do that. And there's sometimes where I get exactly too close, and he in, kills uh, me in one hit. In For Honor, like, you start facing each other, and just, as a samurai, you just walk <laughs> towards them with it sheathed, and you, like, draw it out, and it's then they so, draw it out, yeah. and you're like, it's fucking on. Dark yeah. Souls too. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, this weird, like, uh, I just need that. And it yeah. gets me so pumped. But it's end. anyway. But yeah. it's like the Difficulty. the yeah the the point that I'm getting at is that like you know how this this person is playing is going to be dramatically different, and I think the choices that they make about the weapons that they use, and even like okay, so one of the core decisions of this game, yep. and it doesn't, it might seem throwaway at the beginning, but it is. Like we oh, through yeah. Justin and my conversation, we have learned that this is an, a very critical decision to how your initial experience is going to like is going to be affected by the game um this is without spoilers but like when you start the game you pick what weapons you want to be most proficient in what you what you see yourself using the most right and then the last choice is what guardian spirit you want okay so like you know how in dark souls um there's humanity and you can be like hollowed and then when you're human you get like all this health back well in neo there's a mechanic which is like your like human form is having your guardian spirit with you okay so when you die your guardian spirit is left behind and you have to go pick it up right and when you have your guardian spirit it it imbues you with certain powers right so first off and probably the fucking coolest thing which i can't believe we haven't mentioned yet is a living weapon which is as you're playing through the game and like doing damage to stuff you actually build up a limit break which is fucking rad like it is so (laughs) fucking cool um which totally varies depending on the weapon you're using and all this sort of stuff 
But the second most important thing is the passive ability that that Guardian Spirit grants you. Now, at the beginning of the game, you have three choices of which Guardian Spirit you want, this right? This is totally all spoilers, by the way. Oh, <laughs> this is... You haven't even you literally the moved the character before this happens. You yeah, get to know, choose all this stuff. So, know, right? so based yeah. on... This is when it stops. Based on which of those three Guardian Spirits that you pick changes slight elements of the game. Chow and I picked different different guardian spirits yeah. in the beginning and so he's telling me how he took over how he took down like some enemies and i was like wait that doesn't make sense. like how did you <laughs> like, do that did, yeah. like wait what are you talking about and it's because what i was doing is tied to the spirit that i had yeah. and his spirit does something differently i didn't even know about the limit breaks because i wasn't reading the tutorial as i was going through the tutorial <laughs> the high, i was or, just skipping through it or, just like, press points or any of this like, shit. all right whatever it's ridiculous i did not pay attention so like so that is another factor that that i think is going to dramatically alter your experience but as far as just difficulty is concerned it's not hard for the sake of being hard yeah it's like it's, well, it's a like, do you feel like do you, yeah do you like i feel like things. that's what he's trying to get at the core of the thing is like this is just hard just because yeah. it's supposed to be a hard game and that's what it's going well, for so and it seems cheaply hard. I was telling Justin this before and there are certain points that feel like they amped up, like literally just the math behind it. They amped up the math to make it more difficult. And in those cases where I look at Dark Souls, which makes me feel like it's just slightly more polished in this sense, where certain enemies will do, even bosses will do specific damage, but just enough that it hurts but also enough that you learn from it, right? In Neo, it's like you misstep. Well, you only have, let's say, three potions or whatever. You misstep, you take damage, you're almost dead almost immediately. And it's yeah. like, it's punishing, but it's also like, I mean, I kind of, again, like, as you said, knew what I was getting into. And then you just kind of learn from it. But like for some people, I feel like if they're just starting on Neo and they yeah. were expecting a hard game, yeah. some of it is just a little too much. You I know, mean, this is made by Team Ninja, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah that's so, what I'm saying. So you made a very astute point earlier where you said that it, it, it is similar to uh, Ninja Gaiden, You're astute, which yes. it very much is. Now, if you guys remember back in original Ninja Gaiden, which is one of the few original Xbox games that I played, well, like we'll say the original Xbox version because there was one on yeah Nintendo. on Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo which was the original so fun. impossible, yeah, oh the original God. Xbox version. Like, do you remember the first boss of that? The fucking nunchucks guy? Oh, yeah. He was ridiculously hard. Yeah. He oh. was ridiculously hard, and you died instantly if you got hit by him. But if you were patient That's interesting. and you learned and you and you ninja gaiden was the original dark souls as a child i beat that on the hardest difficulty i was very proud of myself way to go alex brush up those shoulders brush up those shoulders you bragger but i mean so like i think we've we've all hit on the point where it's like neo is a game that you need to know what you're getting yourself into like the dark souls games any enemy in the game literally any enemy in the game has the ability to kill you like like badly like you maybe not one shot you but able to kill you yeah. so you just need to take caution as you're going through it you need to learn as you're going on and you just need to make smart decisions about the weapons that you use how you progress your character and just like be prepared to die because you're gonna die like you know what i mean like that's just what the game is i will say that uh there's many times when i'm playing this that i pretend like the main character is kenshin and i'm not sure if there's anybody watching this who's an anime fan but by god just Shring. <laughs> and you just then run at people it's a great feeling and then you fight the boss and cry for a few times yeah. but it's a good game also and I'll, and I'll just throw this out specifically to this user if you had this much problems with the first boss fucking good luck on this <laughs> dead serious because the type of difficulty that i experienced with the first boss i it maybe took me like and i'm, I'm probably exaggerating here but maybe it took me like five six attempts to beat the first boss 
the second boss made me feel better. fucking like 20 <laughs> like and the boss after that like 50 like it does ramp up in difficulty ridiculously so and you it's just, not gonna get better it's not gonna get better, better. <laughs> but, that, but that's what the game is it's it's encountering these what seems like insurmountable odds and just growing <laughs> as a player and being better than it i will say that when i beat the first boss there was like a level of achievement like a warmth feeling that came over my body of achievement that i hadn't felt since like the original demon souls yeah like after that all the dark souls games i mean i know what i was getting into but like this was different and this was hard and this wasn't just running around in circles stabbing in the butt and it's cool (laughs) because i mean it was actually part of that but still and it's cool because after you're done then you get rewarded with a cool little chunk of story before you go to the next thing like i love that like it makes it really really cool (laughs) there's some story in this game (laughs) cat oh yeah Eyes tell time. All right, everybody. Well, I think that does it for episode 67 of the TZR podcast. Just so you guys know, this podcast was sponsored by audibletrial.com slash TZR. Sign up for your 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash TZR and download all the cool books that you want. All the cool books. Alex, what are you reading right now? Listening to? Uh, I'm, I'm listening to Harry Potter. I'd recommend anything by uh, Brandon Sanderson. There you go. Or Mark Lawrence, also another favorite author of mine great authors rob Lowe. he's also great rob Lowe. you should download a brand new book on your Parks free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash tzr and help support this podcast thank you listeners for joining us on this week's episode be sure to subscribe to our podcast on itunes stitcher soundcloud google play music or any podcasting services across the web send us questions at the camera shut off <laughs> oh god damn it send wow. us questions at podcast at zeroview.com and we'll see you on the next one. Oh, my God. Peace I got to get back.